Hey, everybody. Welcome to True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sister. I'm Christy Brower, and I am here by myself tonight. You're used to me and Katie, but Katie is away today. So I'm covering this gig. And as you know, tonight is the Thursday Night Psychic Show. So this is where we go a little off from what we, uh, you know, normally do around true crime around here. And we just focus a little more on the psychic side of things, on the metaphysical side of things. It's a lot of fun. We really enjoy it. So I hope you'll take a moment to jump into the chat because this is an interactive show for sure. And we are streaming live on YouTube and Facebook right now. So I appreciate the opportunity when y'all jump in here to get to talk to you and get to know you a little bit better and ask you some questions. And, you know, later on in the show, I'm going to do some readings for you. So feel free to jump on in because I'd love to hear how you're doing. I'll tell you how I'm doing. I'm doing pretty great. We've had a little change of plans. We were going to go camping this weekend. And it has rained and snowed off and on for the last couple days. And that does not make for fun camping. So we're not going camping. We're taking a little road trip instead. So we're still getting out of town for the weekend, which I'm really glad of. Sometimes I need to get out of this house. You guys, I work from home. I'm always home. So some days I'm just very ready to like go somewhere other than here. So I'm looking forward to that in the morning. I'm actually even going to do a couple of uh, pop-ups for you this weekend that will be remote pop-ups because they won't be from my house. They will be from wherever we are in the moment when I decide to pop on and tell you a story. So I'm looking forward to that this weekend. Welcome, innocuous Jerry, RJ, Terry, Patricia. Good to see you. Thanks for coming on in. Just pile on in the door. You know, we've always said, and we've been saying this for 11 years now, that everyone is family with the Psychic Sisters. And that is true. We love you guys. And we love that you're a part of our community. There's JR. Hello. I'm always worried if we don't have RJ and JR. I mean, you guys sort of balance everything out for us, if you didn't know. So we usually kick off this show with a question about what did you make for dinner? And I will tell you, nothing yet. We're actually going to go out to dinner after the show. So my niece is here to visit, so we're going to go out to dinner with her and just have a little bit of fun rather than cook and then have to clean up after, uh, you know, before heading out of town, which I hate. Uh, There's Jessica and Renee. Hello, welcome. Nice to see you here. Really nice to see you all here tonight. So feel free to share what you had for dinner or made for dinner in the chat because we always love to see. I don't know about you all, but um, oh, Lene, good to see you. Oh, Patricia says meatloaf, garlic, mashed potatoes, and corn. Now that is an Idaho dinner right there. If you didn't know it, I don't know if you're from Idaho, Patricia, but that is a very Idaho meal. I grew up on that. Ooh, Jessica made jambalaya. Nice. Uh, RJ said it was a rush night, so frozen pizza here. Oh, I'm all about that. All about it. I did it last night. 
Uh, let's see, JR, grilled chicken and rice, Terry pizza. Nice. Oh, Patricia says she is in she is in Michigan cooking the traditional Idaho dinner. You just don't even know. But um, you know, some kind of a meat dish, mashed potatoes and corn. Like that was my dad's go-to. So if my dad was cooking, you knew what you were getting. Meat, potatoes, corn. Meat, potatoes, corn, always. <laughs> but I am in Idaho. So, you know, potatoes, kind of a thing here, you may have heard. So, yeah. Oh, Mary Jean, frozen pizza here too. <laughs> hey, don't knock it. Some nights you just don't have time for anything else, right? I hear that. We have this great little place here that makes... Um, pizzas that you just take home and bake. So they make them fresh and you just go pick them up and then bring them home and bake them. They're really good and real easy on a night when you just don't have much time, you know. <laughs> I would love to know how you all have been feeling lately. Uh, how have you been all feeling in the last week? I have a couple of things to talk about, about the way that I, I've been feeling, the way I've been seeing kind of other people feeling, people I work with feeling. So I'd love to hear, what's your week been like? Oh, oh, Jair says, and some pre-work. I'm about to work out. Nice. Ah, Jessica says, love meat, potatoes, and creamed corn. Oh, creamed corn. Yikes. Can't do it. But Jessica, I'm glad you can. I grew up in a family of people who love creamed corn. And I hate it. Yeah. So I'd always have to skip that. Terry loves potatoes. Uh, me too. I love potatoes. I've been living on potatoes all my life. And now they're like, you know, you really shouldn't be eating those. They're not good for you. And uh, that's a that's a hard habit to break. You know, we did keto and super low carb for a long time. We're just low carb now. And every once in a while we get to eat, we buy these little tiny potatoes and we bake them real quick and we get to eat them because my wife and I are like, you know, just miss potatoes so bad and we've lived on them our whole lives. And yeah, so we get potatoes every once in a while. Let's see. Innocuous has been feeling agitated. Jessica says been good, but sluggish. Mary Jean says, exhausted, ungrounded. Uh, Patricia says, it's been rough. Gary says, I feel like I want to cry for 10 hours, but no particular reason. Yeah. Terry, a little down, a little, a little down. A friend of mine died on Tuesday. I'm so sorry, Terry. And Oriana had frozen pizza. Well, I have been noticing that we have been having what I call a root crown shift. And... So I talk about everything in energy because that's how I see it. That's how I read things is in in energy for the most part. And so a root crown shift means that our root chakras are shifted out of alignment a little bit, usually making them underactive. It's kind of like, think about when you've got water running through a garden hose and you kink it a little bit. Some water still gets through, but not all the water gets through. That's how our energy bodies are functioning. So when your root is shifted out then that that cord, that connection to the earth is shift is uh, kinked off just a little bit. So we're not getting quite enough life force energy coming through the energy body. So what should happen is we get life force energy that comes up through the root chakra and it comes all the way up through your energy body and clears out the crown of your head. That's energy breathing, right? We're breathing in new energy, breathing out the old energy th through the tops of our heads, right? Well, 
when that root gets shifted and we're not getting enough energy coming through, it's kind of like the pressure. Have you ever had your water pressure go down at your house and then like your shower head won't work? It's kind of like that. Like there's energy coming in, but it's not enough energy to actually clear out the crown of your head. So then your crown gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. It just starts building up inside of your body and it creates mental agitation, physical exhaustion, emotional overwhelm, low vibration, you know, exhaustion, that kind of thing is um, all very normal in a root crown shift. So one of the things we're going to do here on the show tonight is I'm going to do a little energy work with all of you to put our roots and crowns back into balance because a root crown shift can be real crappy. And I often see that a root crown shift will happen to a lot of us at the same time. So some shifting happens in the world, on the planet, in our communities, in our country, that makes us feel a little unstable in the root chakra, which is the center of safety, security, and stability, if that makes sense. So you might have some personal reasons for feeling that way. We may also have some collective reasons of feeling that way that cause that root to go out of balance, and then we all get these overactive crowns, and that's where that agitation comes from is that energy that's just stuck in your head and it won't go anywhere and you can't stop thinking about it and it just won't shut up, right? That's where that comes from. Ah, RJ says it's been a very difficult week. A very difficult anniversary is coming up. Sure, sure. It doesn't help when we have kind of just some collective stuff going on as well. Frankie says I have no energy and feel like crap. Um... Oh, Lene says, yep, that sounds just like her. Uh, Oriana says, very tired, ready for the weekend. Mary Jean says, this is super validating and informative. I'm so glad. I love talking about energy because I know that when I'm feeling it and, you know, three or four of my clients are saying they're feeling it, um, then I know a lot of people are that, that a good share of us are, particularly those of us that are pretty energy sensitive. So if you're a if you're an empath, then you're probably feeling it, you know. So we're going to fix that for all of us. We're going to do that collectively. <laughs> uh, Kev says, is that what is taking place today? Because I feel like a giant floppy fart. <laughs> I don't exactly know what that means, but I, I think that does mean what we're talking about, Kev. You crack me up. That's funny. So, yeah, so what we have to do is we have to put that root chakra back in place, right? We have to fix the kinked energy cord where we're not drawing enough energy. And then we have to draw some energy all the way through the energy body. And we have to open up that crown chakra and release all that extra stuff that's up there that's uh, making us feel agitated, making it difficult to sleep, making it hard to manage emotions, that kind of thing. Oh, Patricia, my mom passed away on Saturday, and I feel like I've been completely knocked head over heels. I am so sorry, Patricia. That is one of the most hard losses we all go through, isn't it? I can definitely empathize. My mom's been gone almost 10 years, but it still doesn't feel any better than it did when she died, you know? And I don't mean to say that to make you feel worse, because it it does get better, but... There's a part of it that is always going to be there, isn't there? 
but you can definitely benefit from this energy we're going to do. Mary says, even my dogs are tired. <laughs> yeah, our animals are very susceptible to the energy that we all feel. So let's do this together, okay? We're going to do a, uh, a, a balancing to uh, solve this problem. Oh, yeah, Kev says, uh, like a whoopee cushion that is not fully deflated. I gotcha. I gotcha. That makes sense. Ah, <laughs> uh, Kirsten feels tired today. Okay, let's boost this all up because that's what we really need. So we're going to do, this is energy breathing with kind of a couple of extra, um, I don't know, added details to <laughs> extra benefits, I guess. So I want you all to just close your eyes, if you can, if you're driving or something, please don't. And just take a couple of deep breaths. All right. Now, I want you to bring your attention to your root chakra. And I think what you're going to find for most of you is that your root chakra is not sitting in the center of your body like it should be, but is sitting shifted off to the left or the right, the front or the back. So just kind of feel mine is shifted to the left. That's pretty much my habit is if my root shifts out, it shifts to the left. Um, but everybody might feel it a little bit differently. So I want you to put your attention on that energy body. And we're going to, I want you to shift your hips. And when you shift your hips, you're going to pull your root chakra with it, with your hips into the center of your body. So just shift whichever direction you need to shift and pull that energy center into the center of your body. Okay. It might take a time. It might take a try or a true, true, a try or two. <laughs> See, I'm not grounded either to get it centered in your body. That's really important to make energy breathing work for us and to solve the problem we have going on. Then we just need to have that root shift. Okay. So shift it into the center of your body. Now I want you to just feel that root chakra that runs all the way down your legs to the bottoms of your feet. And we're going to drop our root cords out of the bottoms of our feet down let them just run down to the center of the earth. We're just going to ask the goddess Gaia, who is the spirit of the earth, to take a strong connection and, and make a strong connection with our root cords. So just clasp hold of them and ground us and center us. And you might sigh. Or have a big exhale when this happens because suddenly you feel grounded again. Suddenly you feel reconnected. Now, once we've done that, we're going to draw that earth's energy, that red, vibrant, physical energy up through our root cords. All the way up to the bottoms of our feet. Up through our legs to our root chakra. We're just going to energize that root chakra now. Now that it's in place and where it should be, consider this your energetic chiropractic ad adjustment for the day. Now, now that we have 
this energy in the place that we want it to. We're going to do some energy breathing. So when you breathe in, I want you to pull that life force energy from the root chakra all the way up through the center of your body to the top of your head. And when you breathe out, you're going to breathe old energy out the crown of your head. So all that energy that's making it hard to sleep and making you feel irritated and agitated and stuff in your brain, you're just going to breathe it out through the top of your head. Okay. And we're going to do that about five times. So let's start. Take an in-breath. And as you do that, draw that energy up all the way up to the top of your head. Now breathe out. And push out everything that you've been storing up in there because your crown wasn't clearing. Now we're going to do it again. Breathe in and draw up. Breathe out and push out. One more. Breathe in. Draw up. Breathe out. Push out. And again. Breathe in. Draw up. And breathe out. Push out. And last one. Breathe in. Draw up. And breathe out. Push out. There we go. I hope that feels better for you. That is one way to shift a root crown shift back into place is to put your root back into place and then do some energy breathing. This is something that you could do for yourself every single day if you want to. So remember to check your root first and shift it into place. Then connect with Gaia, draw that energy up, and then breathe in new energy, breathe out old, breathe in new, breathe out old. That's all you have to do. It's awesome. Totally, totally awesome to do for yourself. You will find that you are so much more balanced and that you settle down. I don't know about you guys, but as soon as I felt my root cords connect, I felt this sense of connection and all of a sudden everything inside of me just kind of went like, okay, that's what I was missing. This was messed up. I feel much better now. Yeah. Yeah. Kev says, I felt and saw my root out on the right of me. Good. Good job. Uh, Cranky says, I have no, you have no idea how I needed that. I have a pretty good idea. I'm kind of a barometer. That's a, I'm a very physical empath. And so one of my gifts, skills, curses, I don't know, is that I have a tendency to feel what the collective is feeling. And so if I'm feeling a certain way, I'm, I know you guys probably are too. And so I have a tendency to have a pretty good idea, like physically and emotionally what's going on for most people inside of me. So that's one of the ways that I use my skills to help other people is by, you know, tapping into what am I feeling? You guys are probably feeling it too. Oh, good. Kat says that was awesome. Thanks so much. Oh, good. Some of you feel better. I need to work on my root. Yeah, Kat, try doing that every day. That's a great way to work on your root. Mary says she feels better. Carmen says she definitely needed that. Awesome, you guys. I'm so glad that that feels better to you because it certainly feels better to me too. 
very quick fix to balance your energy body and get you moving again and grooving again in a way that feels good to you, this is a great way to do that. So don't forget it. It's I call it energy breathing. That's just kind of my perception of it is it's like this is like the energy system is sort of like your circulatory system or your digestive system. You know, we all have that system in us, just like we have all the other systems in us, you know, that we learned about in in biology and in health class. There's an energy system too. And it just never got brought out into, you know, into the world for us. And so that's one reason I love teaching energy stuff is because that is exactly what we can do is we can learn about it. We can learn how to adjust it. You know, you know what to do for the other systems in your body to feel better. Well, wouldn't it be cool if you also knew what to do for the other energy systems, for the energy body system? And it turns out you can. And it turns out, actually, it's a lot easier to fix the energy system, the energy body, than it is to fix some of the other systems in the body. Uh, <laughs> I believe that about you, Christy. Your guides were right about my uncle. Thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. You're very welcome. I wanted to talk to you a little bit tonight, you guys, and, and throw in your questions in the chat. I'm happy to do some readings for you. But I wanted to talk to you a little bit about what does it mean to be a crime psychic? Because obviously, Katie and I both have that skill. That's one reason why we do this show. There's so many reasons why we do this show, as you can tell. Um, but one of them is that we both have some skills when it comes to identifying information about crime. And we're back in a brand new stream and in a brand new chat, unfortunately. Sorry about that, guys. I do not know what happened. I just got kicked off. It's what happens in live stream world, right? We've all been through it. So what I was saying is I wanted to talk a little bit about how it works for me to work on crime. Because, you know, Katie and I are both crime psychics along with a lot of the other things that we do. We don't um, talk about that part of it as much other than to actually read on particular cases. But we have been reading cases throughout our careers. We just didn't actually make it a public thing until we launched True Crime Paranormal. But it's something we've been doing for years, just sort of bouncing ideas off from each other. But I will tell you that it is um, really powerful when I read about or learn about a crime and I start to get a visual of a scene in my head. And that's what I wanted to share with you a little bit. We are back. Thanks, you guys, for piling back in here. Sorry. Um, I am going to do some readings at the end of the show, so feel free to drop those in here. If you drop them in the other live before I got kicked off, I um, can't see that anymore, so please add them again. <laughs> Kat says, we generated so much energy, it's cutting out. You know, you never know. I have been doing this kind of work for a really long time, and I have seen some crazy stuff happen when the energy is really high, uh, you know, while also on the air live. So, you know, I, I did live radio for seven years, so 
it's crazy what happens when you're live and, and the energy is happening. Oh, Alan says the snow is messing with his Wi-Fi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That can happen too. Fortunately, so far, no snow here. We had a little earlier, but so far, no more. Hopefully, fingers crossed. But anyway, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about my process. So, oh, I see, Alan. Sorry, we missed you earlier. We I just got kicked off and then came back on. So you're in the, I guess, the second half of the show at this point. <laughs> uh, anyway, so. When I am researching a case or Katie is reading a case for me, one of the things that happens for me is that I hear words. That's happened, and it doesn't just happen in crime work, it happens in all of my work. But I hear words that are themes or that are a key element to a particular case or to a particular situation. So I start hearing words, and you might hear me sometimes say, stop Katie and say, hang on, I want to say a word. I'm just going to say this word and then we'll come back to this later. It's because that word, that word comes to me in that moment and it's about whatever I'm seeing or feeling. And so that's really important. The other part of it is that I do a huge amount of relationship work. So I'm an expert in attachments of all types, lots and lots of different kinds of attachments. Those are energetic connections between people. Some attachments actually are also entities, and uh, that's not really what I'm talking about tonight, but all different kinds of attachments between people and between situations and experiences. So one of the things, the words start coming to me that are themes, that are information I need to know, and then... I start to look at the relationships. So the people I'm hearing about, I start looking at the energy in the relationships between them because that tells me lots of stuff about what's going on between people. And I can tell also from those relationships whether this was a negative relationship or a positive relationship, if there was any intent to harm someone from the connection between two people or not or any history that might need to know. So I start to read those attachments. That's a really important part of what I do is reading the connections that people have to each other and to particular experiences. I might start to see an attachment showing up that lots of different people have in a certain situation and to realize that they're all connected by a particular experience. And then I'll take a look at that attachment, like what's that connecting to? What was that experience? What brought all of this in? Then sometimes I clear, I do just a yes and no inside my body. And a yes and no is a really, learning to do yes and no for your intuition is really powerful. I'm just going to teach you how to do it. So yes and no happens in your solar plexus. So in your stomach, okay? And this is a skill that you can use to answer any question. Is this person being honest? Is this the right choice? Is this the direction I should go? Should I spend this money? Whatever. Ask, put your hand on your belly and ask your question. How does your belly feel? Does your belly feel good and warm? Does your belly feel cold and sick? Like we all know what it feels like to have a stomach ache, right? We've been having them since we were little children. If you ask yourself a yes or no question and you immediately have a stomach ache, you know the answer is no, this is not the right thing. So 
I for a yes, I generally feel warmth. Like I feel warm and open and positive in my stomach, or I feel sort of this cold, clenchy, dark pain if it's a no. So that's something that you can definitely learn to use. Um, I always do that. So I'm putting all of this information together. Then also I am clairvoyant. I do see things. And so I will start to see sort of in the corner of my eye, a scenario start to come together, almost a picture start to come together of a person or where a person is or something about this person or a visual of what actually happened. Sometimes I see that. Now, one thing that you have to know about doing any kind of psychic work is that you can't really control if you get an answer about something or not. And the more that you develop your skills and the more you hone your your ability to interpret what you see and feel, the better you get at it. But sometimes you don't get very much. Sometimes I feel like we're not supposed to know. Like sometimes we're not supposed to have an answer. Other times I feel like I'm not the right person to read this. Or I don't have the right information. Something's missing. Or someone's not being honest. Like the information I'm getting doesn't resonate. And so I feel like there's like a there's like a wall here that's keeping me from understanding what's going on. Because what's ever beyond that, there's some definite... Um, lying going on, you know, and so I do really feel like um, it's important to know that it's not like sometime, you know, you just boom, get the answer. It's not really like that. Like there are a lot of different elements to intuition. And so you're sort of piecing a story together with all of the different parts of it. You know, I'm, I'm hearing some words, I'm, I'm seeing, you know, looking at some um, attachments and what are the relationships between people and those connections. And I'm asking myself in my belly and I'm then a picture starts to come together. And I have to interpret all of that into an answer that is sometimes only two or three sentences. Right. And uh, just a very this is just me, of course, and not everybody does it the same way or has the same experiences. I do really feel like it um, is different for everyone, but I feel like it's important for you to know what my process is because you may be recognizing some things within yourself that actually happen to you that might be a part of your process that you didn't even know you had. And so I love sharing this stuff, you know, and sometimes I, I hear a story and Boom, it does just hit me in the face. But it's not that every time. But one of the reasons that we share the case and the case information is that we're not reading what happened necessarily. We're reading what was the outcome, right? Where are they? Are they still alive or not? You know, we're not reading like all the details of the story. And I know that um, television and movies have made psychics um confusing because what you see created on the screen is really not at all what happens when you do a reading it's not like that and it is rarely like oh i hear a person's name and then i just 
line out everything that happened to them. It's not really like that. Like you actually need some information to work from. Like I said, how can I work on the relationships between people if I don't know who they are? I need to know who they are so that I can then look at the connections between them. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, there are a lot of different ways to do this, but for Katie and I, what we want to do is give the final story in unsolved cases. Like this is what we see happened in a case that hasn't been solved. Not to read the entire thing because you really can't. I mean, that's just beyond, there is a limit to what people can do. And someone, some people will tell you there isn't, but there is. And everybody has their own kind of skills. So people do it differently. This is just what we do. But I really prefer the information of the case so that I can tell you the outcome. What happened at the end? And, you know, is something true or not true? That's a pretty easy one for me. I have a very strong, what I call, bullshit meter. Um in inside of me. And I feel it when people lie to me. I feel it very strongly. I actually hate it when people lie to me because it's very uncomfortable. And so just is this person telling the truth or not? That's pretty simple for me. But when we're piecing together more details that, you know, there's, it, it takes some time and it takes some practice. So that's kind of what I do when I'm reading a case. And, you know, obviously I'm not really a medium. Katie is a medium. And so she does some mediumship that I don't do. Although just because I'm not specifically focused as a medium, I do talk to people who've crossed over all the time. And sometimes they do show up in my readings, but that isn't like a specific focus of mine, I guess I would say. I'm more focused on relationships more than anything and all kinds of relationships and how to make them healthier. Let's see. I wanted to see some of you have some interesting things to say in the chat here. Um, Mary says, I occasionally find missing teens. That's very interesting, Mary. Have you actually found them, physically found them, or known where they were? We'll get to that. I think you commented some more, so... Uh, I'm going to, and I will get to your reading requests here in just a few minutes, but I wanted to hear what some of the rest of you have to say. Cranky says, I used to mess up electronics at a place I used to work, but not on purpose. Oh, me too. I have blown, blown two different office phone systems just by picking up the phone. (laughs) I don't know why. Two different offices, two different jobs. For whatever reason, that was kind of my thing for a while. <laughs> so, yeah, scary. Uh, let's see. Wanted to get to a couple of your questions here. JR, do you have unhealthy attachments? Yes. Most attachments are unhealthy attachments, actually. We, it's better to not have attachments if we can help it. Uh, Mary says, it is terrifying to wonder, will you find that person in time and will they believe you? Okay, so you are talking about finding missing teenagers in person. That is amazing, Mary. I hope that you do act on it. And I agree that it is very scary in situations like that. You know, you might notice that Katie and I do not read current active cases. And you might have heard us talk about this a little bit, but we don't read cases in which there are grieving people 
who do not know whether or not their loved ones are, are alive or not. I mean, do we have a good feel for whether or not they are alive or not? Yeah. Did we know that JJ and Tylee uh, in the Valo Daybell case were dead long before they were found? Yeah, we did. But did we feel like that was a right thing to put out into the world that their family members may hear before the physical reality of it had come around? No, we don't feel that's right. We feel like that's unethical. I have run into other situations like that with missing people that I have worked on that I don't give an opinion about things like that because I don't feel it's right ethically. Um, and I, ethics are super important to me because although I work as a professional psychic and as a podcaster, I'm also a social worker, you know, and I went all through school with ethics and years and years of more ethics after school. And one of the things that I do not want to do is do harm. We take old cases or older cases that we read because we know that families in those situations already have a pretty good idea that their family member's probably gone. You know, if they haven't been seen or heard from in 10 years, they're probably not on the planet anymore. And people know that they've had an opportunity to grieve and they, you know, there, there, there's some reality there that they've been able to face. And so we, we do read those cases, but the real immediate ones you will find, we cover them as true crime podcasters, but we do not cover them as psychics. And that is exactly why. Because we just don't want to hurt people. And in the moment, I feel like that that's exactly what could happen, is that we could harm people and we don't want to do that. So that's why we do it that way. Let's see. Craig says, I ran a tester to test electric cooktops and I kept blowing it. Oh, that's super funny. Okay, I wanted to get back to this with Mary for a minute. It is terrifying to wonder, will you find that person in time and will they believe you? Known where they were and pass along where they are and when they will come home to police. Wow, that's awesome. I'm really proud of you that you that you did that. That's wonderful. That's absolutely wonderful. We have never worked with the police directly. We did. We used to have a friend who was a detective who would come to us sort of on the on the sly and we would give some information about what we felt or saw in a situation. And then that person would kind of go back and use it. But I, we were never like official. And where we live, it's pretty unlikely that we would be. Uh, because we live in a very, very conservative place that would not really see what we do as legitimate. Yeah, Mary says they should always have hope. As a mom, I would always hope for the best. Yes, exactly. I, I agree that until there's a physical body to be found, they should have hope, and I don't ever want to do harm to that, and that's why we don't answer those questions. Okay, so I am going to now just do a few readings for you guys because I see there are some uh, coming up here in the chat. Let's see. Okay, Mary Jean says, I'm so excited to hear about your process. I would love it if you could read my dog Nala. She doesn't seem to be feeling well, very shaky today, which has never happened before, and I'm wondering what's wrong. What can I do to help? 
You know, I do, her belly hurts, definitely, and I also feel like she's not drinking, so I would encourage her to drink, and I feel like if she's not better by tomorrow, I, I want you to just get her to the vet and make sure that she's okay, because her stomach really hurts, and she feels thirsty to me, and so I feel like she's dehydrated. I'm not a vet. I'm not making any, you know, diagnoses. That's just what I feel from her. So if she's still feeling this way tomorrow, I would want you to, uh, you know, take her in, have her seen. Okay. Let's see here. Mary, would you mind giving me a specific question? You said you'd love to know what I feel for you. I would love to hear if there's something specific you want to know about. It makes your reading much, much better if you ask a specific question. Uh, JR, same for you. Healing work and what do my guides want me to know? Ask in a particular area so that it's not just anything, but what life area do you want to know about? Okay, Andrea. 14 years ago, my sister rescued her pup from an abusive home. Since that time, they've been inseparable. Bubs has rescued my sister over the years by carrying her through many losses. This isn't just a dog to her. This is her child. Oh, Tonight, my sister lays with her pup in the vet clinic, praying she doesn't have to make the choice that scares her more than anything, but she's hopeful. She questions if it's time or if she should push all life-saving measures. Can you help us? Is it time? Oh, Andrea, let me take a look at Bub. You know, honestly, I don't feel it is time. I don't feel that Bub is ready to go. You know, it's, it's pretty clear when it is time, like I can really feel that, and it does not feel like time just yet. So tell her to do what she can to help, okay? Let's see, always dusty. Fourth time in my life I've experienced love at first sight with Derek. It's so powerful. Can I trust it? Let me take a look. Okay. I mean, your, your feelings are 100% genuine. And there's a very strong vibrational match between you and Derek, which is what I see, you know, when people experience love at first sight or they say it's their, you know, twin flame or whatever. To me, that just looks like two people who match up. It's sort of like two magnets that connect. You know what I'm saying? Vibrationally, that is the case. I think you can trust how you feel. Derek, on the other hand, definitely has at least one other connection to another woman. You may know that already, but it's something I want you to be aware of, okay? Let's see. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> I don't know how I did that. I just showed a... a comment on screen. I learned something new tonight, you guys. That's very interesting. Mary, I missed one of your comments. You said, I see the event or accident three days before and I have to find the person and warn them. Oh, so you've got precognition. That's what that means. That's precognition. That means that you know something before it happens. Oh, so much love to you for that because that is hard and challenging. I know. It is difficult to get people to listen to you and to hear that when it hasn't happened yet. I, I get that. So now I understand. 
let's see. Mary, have you noticed with drugs involved, there's a disconnect and hard to feel them? Yes. Um, all drugs, alcohol, that kind of thing have an impact on the aura. It affects the way that we vibrate. And the lower we vibrate, the harder we are to feel. So that's what you're noticing there. So good job, Mary. That's cool. Brianna says, I've had a rough week at work. My coworker has been snappy with me. I'm not sure if it's because of me or her personal stuff. Could you help me with this? You know, Oriana, my immediate feeling is that it's her stuff. She's just lashing out when she is frustrated with her own personal life. So the best advice I can give you is don't take it personally. It's about her. There's nothing you can do. Just, you know, hold her accountable as best you can and recognize that you can't fix everybody. Because I really do feel this is this is her thing. Cassidy says, can I get a reading? I used to be gifted when I was younger, but I think I shut it down out of fear. Also, my uncle just had a large surgery this week and my grandma has been doing so great. I just want to say I love your podcast. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm so glad, Cassidy. It's very nice to have you here. You know, when you shut your energy down as or your intuition down out of fear, it is entirely possible to get it back. That's super, super important to know. So here's what I want you to do, Cassidy. I want you to go get the book Developing Intuition by Shakti Gawain. Okay, this is a a life changing book and this will help you to get your intuition back. Um, I could tell you the skills in the book, but honestly, just go do the book. It's a little tiny book. You have to order it off Amazon and it will change your life. You will get your, you will get your gifts back so much. I don't know why I keep clicking, clicking on something that's making that happen. Sorry guys. Um, so anyway, Cassidy, get the book. You're going to find that it will make things way better and easier for you. Okay. Come back and tell us how it's going for you. Oh my goodness. Moonbeam says an energy healing for my uncle who is in the hospital with cancer. Of course. Okay, Moonbeam, let's take a look. I'm so sorry. I'm just going to surround him in gold light. Gold light is the base color of the energy body. So you hear lots about, you know, red and orange and yellow and blue and green and purple and indigo and violet and all those colors when it comes to your chakras and your aura and the energy body in general. But the base color is actually gold. And gold is what your body takes and uses to build anything in your energy body. It is the foundational color of your energy body. And so I'm just going to surround your uncle in gold light so that his body and energy body can use that gold light in whatever way he may need, in whatever place needs the healing and the energy, he'll just have everything that he needs, okay? So much love to you and much love to him. Ah, there we go. Okay. Let's see. Ah, JR Friendships. Friend's name is Yosef. Yosef. Should I just give up? Boy, there is a big wall there. You know, I honestly feel like at this point, you're better moving on. I I feel like Yosef has made their decision and is moving on. 
I also feel like this just isn't good for you at all. And I'm not sure that this won't come back around at some point in a more healthy way. But for right now, yeah, I would say move on. Okay, sorry about that. Let's see. Hey, Trisha, thanks for joining us. Okay. Trisha says, I feel like I am intuitive. I get feelings about things that are going to happen lately. Okay. So the thing that you do to grow that is to trust it. The more you trust it, the more you follow it, the stronger it gets. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Okay. Um, always Dusty, you're unreal. Yes, I know his connection. I care about her too. Both beautiful souls. He and I have such a deep pull toward each other. So complicated. Thank you. Yeah, I feel there's a lot to work out there, unfortunately. It's never so simple. Let's see. Let's see, Mary Jean, my uncle Brad, who passed about 30 years ago, was his death an accident or a suicide? My family will not talk about it. Uh, let's see, Mary Jean. He is showing me that he did take his own life. I'm sorry to say, but I do feel like that's why your family doesn't talk about it is it's pretty painful, but I do feel like that is uh, ultimately the outcome. So I'm sorry. You know, the thing is he's okay. He's safe. He um, needed a piece out at the time. And unfortunately that happens sometimes, but he feels he's very much crossed over. He's okay. And I want you to know that that's important to know because sometimes people, have this idea that if someone does that, that they've gone somewhere very horrible. And it's not true. I've worked on lots and lots of cases where somebody took their own life and it's just not, it's not what we think it is. Okay. So he's okay, but there's definitely a reason why your family doesn't talk about it. Oh, okay. So Cassidy says, can I have a healing for my uncle? And I meant that my grandma wasn't doing so good. Yeah, okay, so let's just send some healing out to Cassidy's grandma and uncle. Just going to do that. I'm going to send them. They both feel like they need some pink light, which is just a healing light that um, was very positive and uplifting. And it brings a sense of peace to the body and the mind and the soul. And so I'm going to send that both to Cassidy's grandma and uncle. I feel like that will help. Let's see. Trisha says, my day started out horrible. My landlord is telling us we have to move in two months due to their getting out of the rental business. Oh, Trisha, I'm so sorry. We've been here four years and have been fantastic renters. She said that she said, I'm having a panic attack, scared I won't find someone to rent to us. You know, I feel that you will. And I want you to call on that landlord to be the best possible reference for you. I feel like that's super, super important, okay? To be a really good reference for you and to help them, to help whoever you rent from next to understand the reason that you had to move out was because it was their choice. It was not that you did anything 
and that you've been a great renter. I feel like that reference is going to get you what you need. I do feel, I feel like it's going to take about 30 days for you to find the right place, but I feel like, um, you're, you are going to get that. Okay. So no worries. It's going to be all right. I know in this moment it's scary, but, um, just take a deep breath and, you know, use that landlord, let them, let her know, you know, Hey, we've been great renters for you. This is because you have to move. We really need you to be a really good reference for us. Okay. I know, Mary, you have a lot of anxiety worrying about your blood pressure, huh? Not sure about why it's now normal. So let's, um, let's surround Mary in some healing light. We're going to do green and gold with Mary just to help solidify that change in your health, that improvement in your blood pressure and make it a, make it a permanent change for you. Okay. I'm just going to send that for you and surround you in this green and gold light to help you to heal and to also to resolve some of that anxiety and help you to feel calmer and safer, that things are going to remain positive for you. Okay. All right. I'm going to take one more question and that will be the end for tonight. Sharon says, wondering if you ever see me in another relationship. Yes, Sharon, I do. I feel like it will be at the end of this year. And I feel like I know that um, that feels like a long time. But I actually feel like this is a good relationship. I feel like you've had space from relationships for a while and you need that to heal. You know, I feel like this is a person that you will meet in person. And that you will meet in regards to something that you have in common. So a book group, a club, something like that. So if you aren't in anything like that, I would recommend that you get into something like that. That's super important because I feel like it's going to give you the connections that you need. So get out there in your community. Find out what's out there. I know we're almost done with this crazy COVID stuff. If you've got your shots and you can go out into the world, Go find yourself some community groups. Sorry, guys, my niece just got here, I think, and my dogs are going crazy. But go out there and find some community groups where you can meet some like-minded people. But I do feel that you will end up in a relationship by the end of the year. Okay, guys, you know it. I'm Christy Brower, and this is True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters, usually. And this has been the Thursday Night Psychic Show. And I really appreciate all of you being here with us. I want to encourage you to keep an eye out for our new shows coming out Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday of next week. And of course, you might find a couple of pop-ups over the weekend where I pop in live with a couple of fun true crime stories. So... Thanks so much for being here. All of you, you know it. We love you. Have a great night. If you're enjoying this podcast, don't forget to like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. If you're watching us on YouTube, you can always like and subscribe there as well. We also love comments and reviews. True Crime Paranormal is hosted by Katie Weaver and Christy Brower and produced by Christy Brower. True Crime Paranormal is a short girl productions podcast.